What's up everyone, welcome back to Broadcast, I'm Andrik I'm Basil And I'm SK And today we are doing an episode We have a guest, our second guest on the on all our shows actually The first guest was on season 1 right? Yeah It was Shanna Yeah Was she the only was. one? She was the only one, she was the only one Yeah, and today we have Merle Saw Calling her by her full name is very weird Merle is my client actually Because if you guys it, listening don't know I do videography, f- a lot of them are for property agents And Merle is one of my agents and it took me a while to, to decide who to invite Because actually we've been talking about doing this episode for very long months really But I just, one, we couldn't find the time And two, I had a lot of trouble thinking of who I want to invite And I finally decided on Mel Because I just felt like her vibe might likely match with us Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay Mel <laughs> Can you introduce yourself please? Alright, I'm Mel from Mel Saw Your Dream Home <laughs> Okay, so actually I'm uh, Andrix client. Um, we met about, I think, few months back, is it? I don't know how many months back. La. I mean, I probably can backtrack, but I, I can't tell you now. Okay, that's a very cute, like, company name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because her name is Molesaw. Yeah, I know, right? But I hers just... is not really company. I mean, like, most, most agents, when they come out with their names, it's just branding. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah not, not really company. Yep, so, uh, I, I mean, I thought that he was someone that I could really uh, get along with. I don't know why, but it's just a vibe, I think. Not on the first... Meeting. Is it? On the first meeting, you had a good impression of me, man. Yeah. Really, man? Why? What happened? On the first meeting, I, I like didn't talk much, didn't smile. I was very serious. No, la. I think because when you're doing the work, right, you're quite professional. And then at the same time, it's like... There's like a Sundere joke coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, la, like I remember there was a very weird situation with the tenant and all. I remember there was a tenant that was quite displeased about the shoot and everything. So, mm. but then after that, Guys, let me explain, right, what happened during the first night I met her. So the first night I met her, I went for a shoot at somewhere in Topayo, I think. I can't remember what was the condo name. Trevista. Really. Trevista, sure. Because back then, I think it was her very first shoot. And back then, you were still considered a rookie agent. Like, it's very common for most rookie agents. Like, that, like the first few listings, I wouldn't call it very good. Lah. Like, mm. it's not great. It's, it's usually tenanted or like those very not, mm. so, yep. not so well-kept homes. Hers was both. Right, so one, the place wasn't very well kept. Uh, we had to move things around, and two, it was tenanted, and it was really an experience. I've been to a lot of shoots with tenants, and the treatment you get, right, when you go into a house where it's tenanted or with owner, very different one. The owner, because they want to sell the house, and they know you are here to help them sell the house, so they are very nice to you. They offer you drinks, they on a con for you, the kind of thing usually lah. But tenants, because it's like not my problem. You are selling where I'm staying now, so if anything, if it gets sold, I have to find somewhere else. So it's very legit. So most of them are just a bit cold to you. They won't really want to help you out. Some of them will be very like not very, but a bit more mean lah. Right, so they will restrict you from, from doing things. Like the worst case I've ever gotten from a tenant was they wanted me and the agent to wrap plastic bag around our legs just so that our socks or our feet what? won't touch her floor. <laughs> wow. What? Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, that is tenant treatment. Oh my mm. God. Yeah, so that's a type that we usually face. In fact, they face a lot more because they meet a lot more tenants than we do. So that one, right, was tenanted to a local guy, I think. Either yeah. local or Malaysian, but, yeah. I don't know, but it was a guy in his young 20s, young 30s, that kind. Mm. He made it very difficult because she arranged me and the, phot- and the photographer to go down there to get everything done so that we don't have to keep bothering him. Next time mm. got viewing, so what? She will send all these marketing materials over first mm-hmm. and then if they are truly interested, then they come down. So that cuts down the disruptions by, I would say, at least half. Mm. So we told him that we need about two hours because photo very fast, but video I need time because we have to shoot the interior bureaus, must shoot exterior, must shoot all her on camera, must do voiceover, blah, blah, blah. blah. Take, takes a lot of time. One. And someone it's her first time. So we must cater extra time for her to, you know, have room to mess up. He gave us like, what, less than an hour? 
Yeah, less than that. Less than that. <laughs> and then he didn't want us to move anything. And then he said that if we wanted to move anything, must tell him he will move. But every time we tell him, he grumbles a bit. <laughs> then halfway through the shoot, right, he was so unhappy, he called the landlord to shout at him. Yeah. We're quite, we were Wait, quite shocked. what? Yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> Dude, you are renting this office. Would you ever call your landlord to shout at him? You won't, what? No because... Like I didn't understand that whole concept also. How is a tenant screaming at the landlord? So surprisingly, the landlord even like allowed that to happen. Uh, some landlords are pushovers, uh, to be honest. Mm. I'm not saying that that one is, but I'm just saying some are. Mm. But that was the case for that, where the tenant was just not very nice to us. Mm-hmm. He wasn't rude, but he wasn't welcoming. Mm. It made our job a little bit more difficult. So we really had to chop, chop. Uh, I think if I'm not wrong, you only had, you were dumbed down to only having one on-camera scene in the house, which was yeah. at the balcony. Yeah, correct. Yeah. It was the, <laughs> it's surprisingly the place of the house that was the least messy, the balcony. But we still had to move things around. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we, we, we finished the shoot quickly. Uh, so that was basically our first meeting. But to my recollection, I wasn't super warm to you, but I was supportive. Mm, yeah. So I think I had a good impression because of that. Like you were like guiding me how to, you know, do things because of this difficult situation. Uh. Because that was my first time. Uh, so it was a bit, um, I think a bit terrifying. Uh. <laughs> then suddenly it's like, you know, it's quite a scary tenant must be lah for you because you were put in a situation where you were supposed to go with your previous colleague but she couldn't make it then you were there alone and then you had to meet the tenant who is not very nice and you had to meet two new people who also you, did, you, you didn't know who we were oh yeah that's true right because <laughs> that was our first time meeting yeah. Gideon as well right correct that must have been a very terrifying first experience for you lah I mean with your warmth I think that she will feel very comfortable <laughs> <laughs> you see what I mean goodness <laughs> Bro, uh. this not my client eh. I cannot anyhow huh? she's, she's engaged by the way What? I'm, okay. So the whole reason of us Wanting to do this episode In the first place Was because When I shoot for my agents Long enough right My friends around me All know that I start to do More shoots for property agents They tend to ask me questions mm. Like Andre What should I do If I want to do this Or do that do that Like mm-hmm. Or even the most simplest Do you know any agents They can intro to me I'm like yeah I have plenty That mm-hmm. kind So I thought of like Doing like a Like an educational uh, podcast today to to just pick one client of mine, ask her all the questions that I usually get asked, mm. and then just to get all of it out there, lah. You know, so I'll just go right into it. Okay. Okay. How is the property market now in Singapore? Like now in the year two thousand two. Year two thousand two. Ah, it's really crazy. Actually, it's been crazy ever since like a uh, circuit breaker. Actually, we didn't expect such a uh, crazy effect on it because everyone was like, you know, there are different industries that go through really bad mm. period during that time. So we didn't expect that people will be putting so much of their cash into properties. But I think because another thing is also they know that Singapore's property market is very safe. Mm-hmm. Especially with what the government has been doing uh, to ensure that, you know, the growth is very sustainable. So right now actually the resale market for HDB do you all hear about all the 1 million HDBs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been going on for months. Really. In fact, out of control. In fact, every time when I'm in the office and I see an article like that, right, I will like exclaim it to them and then they'll be like, oh my God. <laughs> yes. Right, like, like I think the biggest exclamation I ever had in the office was the, the cooling measures. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and all the stuff that come with it. But that's part of the questions later, so we'll go back to that. You yes. were saying? Mm, correct. Yeah, so that's why um, right now, normally for us, we are, we are going towards like helping homeowners to offload their properties uh, because it's, a, it's actually a seller's market. So that's why um, when people are looking at HDB resale, they do expect already by now, they already seen many, many um, news, about, news articles about 
paying of cash over valuation lah. So this is how it's really like now. How are you motivated with regards to like every time you see this news about oh one million dollars and all this one million dollars deals that are happening? How does it affect your motivations? Do you feel like oh I will believe that I can do it, or you felt that you are pressured even more to up your price or up the negotiation pricing for your sellers and buyers? I think it's a good thing for us because then we have like something to actually let our homeowners know as well, like to actually encourage them lah. Because sometimes they actually want. Actually, it does help、uh, sellers be more motivated to sell also because they have more confidence that right now is really at a very very peak period already. So there are some of course that they will say, oh, then we just wait for it to go up even more. But for HDB wise, how much more can it go? Because it's still a public housing. Okay, so let's dial back a bit. Okay, that was a nice introduction. Let's start with you. What made you want to be a an agent in the first place? What were you doing before? Okay, actually, my career path is very diversified. So previously, I was actually in insurance for my first job ever. Also, an agent. Yes. Different type of agent. <laughs> for three years, I think it was something that was quite eye opening. Like it taught me a lot of skills. Actually, even though I feel like. I wouldn't want to go back to that ever again because it's just not my thing. But I did learn a lot of like soft skills, talking to people and all. But I think I was just a little bit bored by selling policies, lah. But don't get me wrong, because I do believe in insurance. I really think it's very important, and it also helps in terms of like savings wise. I think the job just doesn't entice me, lah. It's it's like selling policies over and over. I think I was having like a quarter life crisis kind of thing, so I actually went into kitchen culinary. Oh yeah, because that was that. something that I mean I really love food and I still appreciate good food to today and I enjoy cooking as well. So it's just that it took a toll on my body. Like physically, I had a sleep days after that because you know you have to stand for hours and、mm. carry heavy, very heavy things. And I also didn't get to spend time with my family because it's really very very long hours. That's why I thought I also feel like I miss talking to people at the front line. So that's why I I decided on property. Property because I, I like the feeling of helping people to find their dream home.、Mm. That's why it's my name lah.、Mm. Most of the dream home. <laughs> Very cliche, right? No, I think it's catchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's catchy. It's catchy. How long did it take you to to come up with this this、uh, brand name? <laughs> I think it took like、uh, maybe a couple of months. Wow. At first,、wow. I didn't I didn't really have anything yet. Then it just came. Yeah. So that's why like I joined property because is I actually like interior design as well.、Mm. One of my good friends uh is a interior designer.、Mm. So I do appreciate building houses and all. So I thought why not like you know you can actually do something that makes you happy and at the same time you are helping your clients to do the difficult parts which they are not very clear on. So yeah, like value adding to their property journey、mm. as well. Alright. So let's go back to the track where you're an agent really. What in general what is The accepted market rate for an agent's commission. I think this varies a lot because it can go from like one percent all the way to five percent. Five percent quite unheard of, leh. <laughs> I mean, even when I shoot for so many agents for so many years, right? I very seldom hear five percent. I think almost don't have. I think the max I've ever heard was four percent. Yeah, so maybe one one to four percent, lah. Then uh, is is really because like if let's say some clients, right? Maybe some of them are a little bit more. Cash tight, so that's why they will ask for lower comms. But there are some people who maybe they don't really see the value of your work. Like they think it's simply just like listing up their property and then closing the deal. That's all. Uh, I think what's important is that for an agent, you have to also explain to them why 
they are paying you this percentage of commission. For example, for myself, I'm always charging the market rate of 2%. So far, I don't have any complaints because I think I really do go through with them thoroughly, mm. like what I normally do. So after that, then they'll be like, oh, okay, then they won't really have anything to say about it already. Plus, they know that it's the accepted market rate, so they can't really yes, refute on that also. correct. But would you ever say, see yourself down the line going up to 3-4% even? I wouldn't say never. Like maybe in the future, my skills would have improved and also I can I can then help them even more. So why not? If let's say you do think that your skills are able to get them even more for their, their money. It's just like, for example, yourselves, like videography and all. Mm. You guys eventually will also increase your charges, right? If let's say... Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, so I think it's more of like... Yeah. So, so I think you can't really just point out like how many percent comes and everything. But it's also on the value of work that... That yeah. does. Okay, then would you say, right, the potentiality of your comms percentage going up also varies on what kind of houses you sell? So let's say if you were to go for like the more low-end uh, two-three-room HDB flats compared to the luxury houses, do you agree that there will be a higher chance you can get higher comm for luxury homes? Because it's not just the house and the amount of work you must put in, but also the quality of the seller. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree with that. Because um, for, for people who, who stay in like, for example, a luxury property, it's most likely going to take a lot more effort and work because it's... And time. Yes. Because you need to find qualified buyers. Then the pool of buyers are lesser as well. And uh, it's a bigger space as well. So for example, with you, like, you know, we do videos mm. and mm. photos, we, we have to do a lot more compared to a trim flat. Sure. Sure. And I think it's also like you know that for people who, who purchase luxury properties, they also want more profits. Mm. So if they want more profits, then most likely you have to put in more work, right? Mm. And techniques and skills as well as your experience. That's why the commission will be higher. How would you say is your experience between <coughs> selling slash purchasing that compared to a regular average HDB in terms of not just the work you put in, but also your interaction <laughs> with your client? Difference are... Uh, like what would you say is the biggest difference that you that you yourself have observed? There's no right or wrong answer to this. Or, or to narrow down like the way that you had to communicate between each of these group of clients. I would say that because they have a higher spending power, they probably are not so nitty-gritty on the sense. They're finding something that they want for their desired lifestyle. It's not so much about, oh, it's, uh, how much is this, how much is that. So I think there's a difference, definitely. So you'll be focusing on communicating with them like how this particular house will give you what type of a feeling uh, lifestyle, lifestyle yes how, how like for example uh, exclusiveness okay because I think for for let's say if you're talking about higher end consumers they do not necessarily care so much about amenities or mm. like uh, where's the nearest transport because yeah. normally they drive yeah yeah but for well, let's say if you're talking about someone who for example like someone who wants convenience they maybe they are not driving then they will look at oh i need somewhere within like 500 meters or 1km of the mrt okay then for yourself right the services that you offer to your clients what would you say is your usual i, I guess repertoire is the right word okay uh, <laughs> I, I, I help you get get started like okay. say you definitely will do market research for them yes right yes. you will do Compare analysis for them yes. for sure you might even help them to plan their finances here and there yeah definitely uh, mm. you, Depending on the seller la, 
on what they want, you might even offer up to photography and photography services, which that's where mm. we, we come in. Yes. Right? So what so are the other stuff? So so what are the other stuff, whatever that I've just mentioned that you usually provide? Because the point of this question is to is to let the the average viewer understand what they are getting mm. when they engage a agent. Why is having an agent important? Uh I think for what I normally do for my clients, like how I value add is really go through with them. For example, what you mentioned, market insights. To let them know how the market right now currently is uh it impacts them as a homeowner or even a purchaser and how uh we can look at various options to really reach their goal uh, of for example some people are like they want something that helps them reach their retirement goal faster or if not it's really just an immediate uh short term plan. Because some people may still want to change house again. Mm. Some people want it for like a forever home. So Market research, yes, and also marketing strategies. Like I always upgrade myself on negotiation techniques to really benefit them in terms of selling their house and also purchasing something that doesn't have uh, so much cash over valuation. For example, in a very hot resale market today, and um, also photography, videography is very important because that really increases the number of viewers, which actually helps in terms of getting the highest possible offer in the shortest frame of time. Because, for example, if you look at a property guru listing... Such a rehearsed answer, that one. Mm. <laughs> no, I mean, like, <laughs> I think that's because, like, I say it, like, every day, so yeah, it yeah. becomes, you know, like, ingrained in my brain. Okay. Oh, that rhymes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, like, yeah, for example, when you look at a property guru listing and if you see something that is really very dark and not nice will you really go and bother or not we have a question <laughs> about that also later yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so <sighs> if you really present your listing well it's just like any other com- industry also like for example mm. they are marketing they have to make it very nice what mm. even on social media or this mm. if not you won't really bother lah Okay, so can sellers or buyers represent themselves? Yes, they definitely can represent themselves. I mean, if let's say they are very detailed and they read up on what is the admin stuff to do for, let's say for a sale of house or purchase of house, all the more like uh, they can go for it. But the thing is, they have to ensure that their financials and everything is accurate. Because actually we really have met people that didn't hire an agent previously. In the end, they lost a huge sum of money because they couldn't go through the timeline. And then in the end, they had to compensate the buyer. So if you are looking to save money, sometimes it may backfire. Mm. Especially for such a big purchase kind of thing. Uh, penny wine, pound foolish. Yeah. Penny wise, pound yeah. foolish. Sorry, <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> penny wine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> then that brings me to my next question. You know, like for a while ago, um, because I, I, I take Grab quite a lot or, or if I'm in my girlfriend's car but then you very often hear ads during those like radio shows or whatever right mm. so for a while it was really really hot on the radio where, where there was this automated service called Oh My Home and I'm sure there are others uh, la, yeah. right what are your thoughts on that wait, wait, what's, what's Oh My Home so Oh My Home is a is a automated platform that allows buyers or sellers to go on there and it acts as an automated AI agent and they Cut the, the the comms by a fraction, that kind. Oh, the so, question is so how? so it's 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 presented in a way that is so appealing to the average buyer and seller. Mm. Like, why should I be paying a two percent commission to my agent when I can be paying, mm. let's say, one percent or 05 
you know yep. and and all i have to do is just submit documents myself right uh okay just 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 to ask because i i think most of us really have never come across this app even though it's on the no it's not an app it's not an app it's a platform it's a platform it's an engine yeah. platform. what 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 is the main thing that they are replacing when it comes to agent you know, no? during agent no as in what portion of it like for example everything um negotiation right, everything, right. or Yep. The communication portion, so, even okay. screening. I mean, even viewing the screen. So it's like carousel, but you have to submit documents. Uh. Uh, they will tell okay. you what to submit. Uh. No, they are really agents. So okay. they are, but okay, the key difference here is that they are employed agents. Okay. Hmm? Whereas we are self-employed agents. So right. if let's say you are, today you are a salary worker and you are earning like, let's say, mainly a base of, for example, uh, we just say 5,000. Okay. Mm-hmm. And maybe the commissions is a little bit compared to an agent that is self-employed and they can earn 10k who will be more motivated yeah of course of I mean, course the latter yeah it's, yeah it's really mm. uh, this is how human beings work right definitely oh my home has its good points as well because for those people who are let's say they are a bit more cash tight or they just want to save money then definitely they will be able to still get the job done it's just whether or not it's the best kind of sale for example I have one incident where I actually met a client as well Previously, she was using another platform called Prop Seller. Mm. So I'm, I'm not like trying to shit on any company uh, mm. <laughs> because they, they have their good points as well. Of course. So um, she, she decided to actually terminate the, the contract with them after a while and after speaking to me uh, because she felt that there was no personal touch at all. Previously, the first appointment, they went down, the, the agent went down, went down to meet her and her husband and Everything was like very good, but after that, he they were just thrown into a group chat, where his team will answer her. I see. Yeah. Oh. So, so oh, okay, okay, okay. Wait. So, prop seller actually <coughs> sent one of their so-called full-time agents down to to meet with the couple, la. Yes. Oh. Correct. Okay. But so at least there's still some form of human interaction. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but right. I guess that person is just not motivated, long. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm assuming that they because if they throw them into that chat group, that means they are also like a sort of a team of agents working together as well. So Correct. it's like they are always constantly changing agents whenever they communicate. Yeah, that's right. So like if let's say an agent that has never ever met you, mm. and then you are thrown into a group chat with him or her, do you think that they will really want to reply you as fast, mm. or like even as detailed? Compared to someone that is fully responsible for the case, there might even be a case of you might need to constantly repeat a lot of information because yeah. those never, uh, those yeah, not yeah, like passed yeah, to them. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I put it in a very simple way. If you go for agents like that, it's nothing more but a job to them. Mm. Whereas yeah, yeah, for right. for independent agents like Mo, mm. it's their entire career. Yeah, yeah. So they put everything on the line for you. Mm. Yeah. Again, I'm, I mean, I'm sure they do their job, but nothing more than that, law. And if they leave, they leave. Then they just let your case be handled by somebody else. Mm. That basically sums up the kind of service you will get, lah. Mm. Right, right. There right. is still service, not to to the level that you that you probably expect. Yeah. Since you are selling a big ticket item, which is your home, or That's you're right. buying a home, mm. and it's not like a four or five digit kind of purchase, eh. Mm. It can go up in the millions, that kind. Mm. If the commission is that low, you will get able to get back a lot by that one sale you know you, because you don't need to pay the agent that much anyway mm. yeah but so if let's say okay so if let's say you are paying them lesser mm. then wouldn't it mean that they just want to like close the deal fast and move on 
Yeah, yeah, true, true. So would that really get you the highest price? No, I mean, I mean, to them, volume is more important yes, because yes, that pays their right. salary. Yeah. In some way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a very yeah. commercialized kind of like system, lah. Mm-hmm. But mm. I'm not saying that is is bad. I mean, some people, if they really like it, then they can save money, ah. <laughs> mm. You know, if that is really their aim to save money. Mm. So let's move on to the next question. Thank you for answering all those, right? I have a uh, one question that is not on the list. Okay. Mm. This one is more videography related. Okay. Video and photo lah, right? Mm. So as a professional yourself, when you meet a new seller, because usually sellers are the one that you offer all these services to photo and video. Under what circumstance then you will start throwing in, maybe I do photo for you or I do video for you. What boxes have to be checked for you to offer that? Okay, so normally for my cases, for my clients, this is actually my standard for them. Oh, is it? I will always do a photo and video shoot. Unless, unless it's an open listing. Uh, so only yeah. exclusive. Mm. Yes. Yep. I agree with that. Yeah. Because to me, it doesn't make business sense to do all these mm. if I'm not... The sole person. Yeah, like I'm not guaranteed that I'm the only one working for them. Mm. Because then... Yeah, that's fair enough. After yeah. I spend that money, they can just move on to another person. Mm. As and when they like. No, and, 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 and you're technically marketing for the other... That's the part that doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, right, that's right. That's why we go through extra effort sometimes. Like if our clients got branding, we put their branding as watermark. Mm. So that other agents cannot, like, okay, not other agents, oh, but, yeah. but, but somebody else cannot steal. Because I've literally, okay, this is a real example. Uh, I told you before, but I don't think you know. Mm. I, I literally have an agent, an ex client of mine. He's, mm. he's no longer a client of mine anymore. He wanted to market this listing. Mm. That an, another agent has done the video for I saw the video it wasn't very well produced it was shot by shot with a phone and, and, and whatever la. so the agent mm. like did her own effort mm. like used her own effort to do up a video he wanted to market it as well but he didn't want to pay a professional to do it he didn't want to use his own phone to do it mm-hmm. he sent me the video asked me if I can cut out the interior b-rolls he will record his own voice and ask me to splice it for him and put his logo Oh my wow. god. Yeah. It legit happened. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and and I immediately I called him out. I say, that's not right. La. I yeah. don't want to do that. That's ethically and morally wrong. Like I, I mean he was still willing to pay me for the editing, but it's the least he he would pay law, you know? Oh like, my gosh. Like he doesn't want to do it himself because it's too much effort, it's too much time. He don't want to pay full price for a video because, you know, it's full price. So he's willing to go down to that kind of level to pay a little bit, but you know, I still got a video ma, that kind yeah. of thing. That was really what happened to me. La. So it's mm. important that, that you guys, you only do video if you have exclusive. It's really what I told my agents. When I first started doing this, you know, because I first started, I also I also want business. Mm. So I don't care if my agents got exclusive or not. Mm-mm. I didn't care because as long as I'm shooting, I'm earning. And you are building your portfolio. Right? Correct. Mm. But now up to a certain point, I have enough portfolio. I literally have like 500 videos on my, yeah. on my <laughs> channel already and counting. I start to care about my clients because I see the way you all work. You all literally wake up very early, go home very late. I was with with a few agents at, at a wake last night. This agent that I was sitting next to, I, I spoke to her and then she, she came from appointment. She haven't even had dinner yet. Mm. No, she haven't even had a meal yet. Yeah. Until like 8 plus 9, then she had her first oh meal at a funeral. Yep. Oh my God. Right. Then after that, she had to rush off all the way from Burdock to Woodlands to collect check. Yep. Oh, then got another oh. meeting. She reached yeah. my two. Leh. Wow. Right. And, <laughs> and she's a new mother of three. Oh, wow. That, that's how hard the average agent, okay, not average, but like the active average yes. agent works. Mm. And when I know that that's how hard your work, right, I start to care for you guys. I start to pay more attention. And I wanted my videos to really make a difference. Mm. You know, like if I'm to 
offer something to you guys because you guys pay for it with your own money. Yeah. Sometimes you get su- subsidy from your own parent company, but only sometimes, mm. and it's not like a lot. Also, maybe it covers less than ten percent. Mm. Right, of what I'm charging When I do videos For my clients now, I really want them To be able to Fully utilize it Because you guys are Literally taking Your own money Money that you haven't Earned yet That's to, true yeah. <laughs> To invest. bet on it Yeah, yeah that's right. right I mean The right way to say Is invest lah yeah, but, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but the exact way Is like You are betting on it lor, mm-hmm. right? You are hoping that All these materials Will eventually help you Close the deal Yes And then you can earn back Mm. With a surplus as a profit mm. Yep Right mm. so I start to tell Most of my clients that Actually next time right If this listing If you have no exclusive Don't do video Don't mm. waste time mm. you, you tell the seller That if If they really want you To do video Give you exclusive Even three months Even one month also you take Yeah uh, But at least you have that Dedicated time of one month Where you're the only person then mm-hmm. the seller can see that you put everything even in touch wood you don't sell at the end you probably have no regrets yeah because yeah. you know you did your best definitely yeah, lo. that's nice of you like I mean you are also thinking for your clients uh. have to lah I mean mm. whether I'm doing video or whether you are doing property we are ultimately in the service line yeah people business yeah we're in the, mm. we're, yeah correct we are not really selling I'm, I'm not really selling video you're selling yourself <laughs> correct <laughs> ah, <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> it's true yeah, it, it, it's true, it's true. I mean, I have quite a few competitors, but why do my clients choose me? Because I can provide them something that my competitors maybe cannot. Mm. Right? Those that are, are, oh, I choose Andrew because his prices cheap law. They will eventually fade out. Mm. Yeah, they will yeah. go to somebody else eventually. Yeah, because there will always be a cheaper person. Yeah, yeah. Always. I heard from, from another client yesterday, you know, there's this new company. You know what they're offering? They're offering interior photography, mobile phone video walkthrough. Okay, with like your, for TikToks, is it? No, 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 like for for YouTube or TikToks, are sure. Mm. But they were designed like a like a custom lower third plate with a photo for you. Mm. And virtual tour three sixty. You know how much they're charging? One five nine. What? Yo. That's insane. Eh. Yeah, what the like, heck? What market? No, no, the question. Name is and shame. They, no, the question is why are they earning if they are. Doing Name that? and shame, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, the thing is, aside from transport, right? They are That's still disgusting. earning one. One five nine. Let's just say that transport to and fro is seventy dollars. They still take back seventy nine dollars. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, more or less. Than that. But, but, but then, but then what about the work hours? Yeah. Yeah. The work and hours then your employees. Everything. What about the yeah. editing costs? Yeah, what exactly. about so companies like that hire Malaysians oh. where where they are paid a minimum wage and then they go by volume law. Mm. So that means that is. Quant- quantity over quality la. Yes mm. And, and I legit saw the quality It was just Okay lor mm. You know Like any Tom, Dick and Harry can do uh. Yeah. Like it's literally Even the agent themselves Can easily take your phone And just do one <laughs> That was just, the point Just whether yeah. you want to or not Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, So that's how it's like In the photo and video thing mm. now. Uh. Mm. Very cutthroat It's really like You pay for what you get True mm. 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 Okay So let's move on To the next question mm. How do you think, right, the Singapore market will move forward in the next 10 years, say with the new generation upcoming? I mean, now I would say the people with actual spending power are the millennials, people yeah. our generation. Mm. Right, in the next 10 years, it's, it's going to be the Gen Zs mm. and then more after that. Okay. How do you think the market will move following that? Because this question is kind of loaded also because I'm coming from an angle where when I first started, Facebook marketing was the shit. Mm. And then it jumped to YouTube And now it's on Instagram And now it's on TikTok mm. yeah. All yeah. within five years Right So How do you think it would Progress in the future Not just of The type of clients That you will get mm. But the marketing efforts That you have to Learn and relearn I think for Let's say it's Gen Z It will be Quite different In terms of like Their likings And what They are willing to spend on So 
for example, if we compare to like our grandparents and parents, it's really so different. Mm. Like we are willing to spend more on a HDB compared to their the previous generation. Mm. So imagine if let's say now we are we we let our parents or grandparents know that we're gonna buy a one million dollar HDB. They'd be thinking like crazy, yeah. <laughs> you know, like why would you pay one million for a HDB? I don't know if we're willing to spend more of or if we just no choice. <laughs> okay, that that's true. I yeah. think it's yeah. it's a mixture of both. Mm. So for Gen Z wise, I think uh, it will also become even more like how to say that like they will be even more willing to spend because in terms of other industries, right? Mm. I can really see that they are not say like very very they're not all so much about the sense. If it makes them happy, I think that's the way to go for them. But I may be wrong. Mm. Well, in terms of uh, millennials wise, minus off because we have we realize that there's more singles. Uh, coming up in terms of especially for the millennial sites mm. um, what is your observation about what are their preferences what do they like oh, and you okay. can actually uh, and uh, maybe for the gen z wise how do you how will you predict them okay i get i get it now <laughs> now i have more ideas mm. so okay with gen z because sorry i'm not very close to like gen z people because <laughs> my age is already like okay it's a secret but yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> okay does, does your birth year have an eight in front of it no 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 then okay lah. La. La. Yeah, it's okay. Then okay lah. Yeah. Yours is nine, right? Yeah. Yeah, this two eight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Set, we, uh. we we nine one. Yeah, we nine. I feel so dizzy. I'm on the cusp of nine. <laughs> 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 Few months earlier, eight really. <laughs> Couple more years, I can buy a single flare already. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, I yeah. for one ready. Yeah. I'm <laughs> trying to aim, aim for one. That's why there's one question. Literally yeah, so he's, okay, he's, okay, oh, okay, I think his I questions pertain to him. So potential. Right. Okay. 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 Sure. Yeah. Okay. So in terms of, yeah. So more of like the trend, right? I think they, like even for millennials wise, the number of babies are already lesser. Mm. So I think from what I predict is that they might be even lesser babies next time because nowadays we are more uh, self-care self-love mm. it's not so much of like last time our grandparents like you know take care of the whole village and not even earn a cent so nowadays it's more of like uh, I think it's they want to have their own happiness mm-hmm. so there might be lesser couples buying houses more of like single buyers so more one bedders two bedders and then maybe young couples mm. who may not expand their family but not saying that there won't be any children. I'm sure there will still be. It's just that it's going to differ in that sense. Mm. Mm. Okay, so as people start to spend more money, as as you know, the, the real, real estate market starts to really go crazy, right? Mm. Obviously, there will be a lot of people uh, wanting to become agents because you're 2%, 3%, mm. you know, quite, yeah. quite sedap, right? <laughs> yeah, so... Speaking of sedap, even Taufik Batista is an agent now. Yeah. For a while already. Yeah, but his his face alone sells the house. Yeah, yeah the thing yeah. is, I I, I mean, as in, I I used to go do cold callings for agents. Uh, that oh, was yeah. like ten oh. over years ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and and one thing that really um, I I still vividly remembered was in that office. Um, they has this um, you know, I'm pretty sure you will still see it like the poster mm. of their top fifty. Um, <laughs> yeah. Top fifty agents, and then at the bottom you have your top. I think can't even remember like five hundred yeah, agents. Yeah, yeah. Still and have. It's still there. Yeah, it's still, it's still there. there. Yeah. And I still remember this uh, vividly because I saw that whole posters every night when I was doing whole calling. <laughs> when I stepped out of the place, I have never like I'm still seeing unfamiliar agents across the board, and I have never seen like any of them who are f- 
you know, from that poster remotely. It got me to like what you said. It's like it has always been like so many people just want to come in. Yeah. yeah. So when there's so many people coming in, right? Do you mm. think the market is oversaturated? And with so much competition, right? Mm. How do you survive? I don't have the exact figures, but mm. I do know that there are majority of, uh, there are quite a lot of part-timers. Mm-hmm. So many of them actually take their exams and they pass and everything, but uh, it's not necessarily that they're not practicing la. yeah mm-hmm. it's not 100% of the agents that are practicing so if in statistically you might think okay it's oversaturated but those really active ones it's not so oversaturated yet mm. right mm. and I think it, it makes a lot of difference when you're a full-timer or a part-timer because there are so many things to learn already even as a full-timer I'm still trying to keep up every day to really upgrade myself for my clients interests lah if you're a part-timer and you have a full-time job, you're already like busy 90% of the day at work. Yep. How else are you going to spend your energy to upgrade yourself? Yep, yep, yeah, that's yep. true, that's true. Yep. Yeah. Mm. And you still have to gain that experience through dealing with more cases. But mm. if you're only dealing with like, for example, just selling your own house or selling your mom's house or family's house and then like, you just go on to do your full-time job, you will get rusty. It's just like for videography, yeah. right? True. Or even teaching. Mm. If let's say you don't practice every day, it gets a bit more still. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It does, mm. it does. So it's the same. For me, I, I don't really care so much about that also. Mm. Like for me, I don't think about it. I think the key point is don't think, just do. So mm. you just keep putting your 100%, your, your hours uh, for your clients and upgrading yourself. I'm pretty sure the effort does pay off after a while now that you have done this for such yeah a long time. Yeah. Mm. Have to like you, you just must must tong through the first yes. six months to eight months. Yeah. You just you tong enough, you will get there. Mm. Yes. I mean that may that may explain why some listings are so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you recall, even our journey as as I would say videographers or cinematographers, mm. when we first started, the first year very tall and we, we like half our shoots are free when yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like yeah. you have to be the beggar first. Yeah. yeah. But once you tahan through that, that first year, if you keep going at it, you, you, you will definitely see results. Like, because I think yeah, Singapore's yeah, yeah, yeah. market still allows that luxury. Mm. And I, I mean, I, of course, I have to thank my, my family. La. My family and my partner, uh, who's now my fiancé. So last time, <laughs> when I was just starting, when if let's say I had any financial issues, because you know when you just start, for the first few months, you really have no pay. Yeah, you have oh, to yeah. spend. You have to really <laughs> you like, like spend. Yes, you're like throwing out money, like what yeah. Andrew mentioned just now. You're yeah. throwing out money every month, every few weeks, mm. and you still have to pay for platforms. It's not a few hundred. Uh. Yeah, yeah mm. so <clears throat> I'm very thankful that I have a very supportive system. Mm. If not, I don't think I can do it until today. Not to mention your colleagues around you are also very supportive la, because they're yeah, all going yeah. through the same thing. Correct, yeah. correct. You have to find your own buddy or like click mm. to really get through. Mm. Just now, just now you mentioned that uh, we he we we have this topic like coming up later. I wanted to know, like I want to know like why do some listings have like no effort? Like the photos them to okay. like steal from somebody else or they don't even know how to do it properly. Maybe you might have answered me in 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 the sense that they are part time agents. It could yeah, be. it could be because like like now now that you mentioned that they are part time and full time agents, right? So. Mm. Sometimes, like, yeah, lor, like, part time they don't put in enough effort. They think, oh, just put a listing there, then it will sell. That right? is true. That is true. Yeah, because I mean, they still have their full time job, but it's not like their whole career. So whether it sells or not, just they can just take their time. On my own, I have also seen full time agents. They don't put effort into some of their listings. Mm. 
That's true. I have my own theory on that. It's probably because that listing that uh, you see that has no effort or not much effort, one is not a listing that they want. Mm. But it was somehow mm. passed on to them, like maybe through a friend or something. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's not something that they want, but they took it out of obligation. Cause, or because mm. my, my friend intro me, so I do law, mm. but oh. <laughs> I don't get much comps because again, it's my friend. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Oh, mm. right. yeah. I have seen actual um, listings from full-time agents who are my clients. It's like that because you know my, my process, right? If you do video with me and you want a script, I need your guru link. It starts either with that or you fill up my e-form. Yeah. But usually the guru link, we straight away we can tell how much effort is put in. Mm. If you can put in maximum 10 photos, what allows seven, eight photos is the exterior of the fucking building. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, and then the, 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 the precious two, three photos that's in the house show the toilet lah. Yeah. Show the side of the bed, then blur that kind. <laughs> <laughs> then it's like, to this day, I don't understand though. No. To this day, in Singapore, right, literally 99% of us own smartphones. Your, your phone goes so chala, cannot take a sharp photo one, man. Yeah. Mm. Like even when I go through Guru myself, mm. And I see listings that have, that have very nicely taken photos. Obviously, by a professional one, I'll go and click in. Yeah. But I don't know why some just don't understand that, that logic. Yeah. I think some of them maybe have, they don't want to invest that amount of money. Mm. Like they think that I want to cut my business cost or something like that. Or, okay, but it could also go the other way. It could also be because they are paid a discounted commission. Mm. Maybe that's one thing. Mm. Because then It's the same theory as like You know for example People who charge lesser Then the, the things they do Might be lesser also But then where is the Service line spirit I charge clients uh, A specific rate mm. But if let's say This client like like Really for whatever reason Needs a discounted rate And I give I still give that client 100% right? Definitely definitely yeah. yeah It could be just that Maybe they are Not motivated enough It could be a very Open listing Meaning to say that some sellers they give to like 20, I see. 20 yeah. over 8 years. Oh. Yeah, okay, so. open listing, I, I, I understand. When I go through guru listings, right, you know what really pisses me off? Mm. is when I see shell listings. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, so I have legit seen two listings. Let's say one listing is Topayo block something, something, something. Mm. Right, and then you see other photos. And you scroll through some more. You see a different block, maybe in Breda, but the same exact photos. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, shell listing. So, like, they use kind of shell listings just to get inquiries. And then they swing the the color to somewhere else, Mm, which is really annoying. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I don't like like listings that don't actually even show photos of the place that they are selling. Yeah. Yeah, Mm. like, they just show the, the concept art and everything. Yeah, I'm like, isn't the place already there? Can't you just go and take a photo? Why are you so lazy? Yeah, but good thing now we got we got someone like Sneaky Sushi to call this people out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is he, is he still Have you watched so? the video yet? No. Okay, let me <laughs> Yeah, so so I think that's one one reason also. La. And then the, the lead generation, like inquiries. Mm. And yeah. then another thing is, uh, because it's very open, right? Then mm. they might just think like, don't need to put in so much effort. It close and close. Or, you know, that kind of mindset. Because if, let's say, it's so many people listing, right? Then... Agents also know, like, the impression it gives the buyers is quite bad. Mm. The buyers may think that the seller is very desperate. They may also play the long-haul game. Like, they will wait until the seller is willing to budge. To get this, to give exclusive lah. I mean, the, the buyer. To lower price. Oh, to, to lower, lower the price. price. Okay. And then, at the same time, the seller is there like, no, I want a very, very sky-high price, which nobody wants to, wants to pay for. So maybe that's why the agent also doesn't want to invest. Because mm. it might not close. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's very common that I go for shoots and I always hear my agents, right? They will, they will all of a sudden pull me to one corner. Andrew, this, this seller asking for a very high price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I mean, 
I mean, I guess in the market, any average person will want to sell high, buy low, definitely right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, But yeah. I feel that you, you still have to somehow match the market. Yes. Or at least match your district. Yes. Mm. At the very least. And I feel that this pulls back to the previous question uh, of having $1 million HDB homes. Mm. You said that to your angle is good, right? Mm. But actually, I feel, at least from my point of view, but and not, and not the point of view of a videographer, no, because to me, it, it doesn't affect me at all. Mm. right? But as a third person just looking at the market and go, I feel that it's not good like, because it emboldens the nearby sellers to, mm. hey, if that unit can sell one mil, I also want to sell one mil. That is true also. La. Right, and then it makes your job a lot harder. It makes the, it, it slows the market down, if anything. Yeah. Do you ever got like pressured in this kind of situation where they, the seller actually outright tell you, oh, the areas they're selling at this amount of price and I want to sell this price in... Sure have one. Sure have. Yeah. Sure have <laughs> one. Okay, then based on your experience, how do you do that kind of expectation management that, yeah, in order to make sure that they don't like still insist like, wow, I must have this price no matter what, how do you handle that? Like, how do you manage that? Uh, okay, I think that's um, starting to get a bit more common. Mm. Okay, but, but then what we do is also we actually show them the valuations and everything with our marketing tools so that they can really see for themselves what is the expected price. But if let's say there are some clients that don't care about that, mm. you know, they are they really want to just try the luck. What we do is we will let them know we will test the market for them. Uh, we will also feedback to them how's the response. Yeah. So if let's say they don't see any viewers, then that's we we also will highlight to them mm. this is why because if the price is right it will move. So how do you decide whether to take up a listing or how do you like qualify uh, your leads? Okay, I think firstly the financials are very important also whether it even makes sense for them to move because if it's too tight then it's not possible because you know you have to plan out the like selling and then buying their, their margins like, mm. like like they are low upper and lower correct like it, it may not even be able to purchase so then I will upfront tell them that I cannot do the job because there's no point wasting their time and your time mm. Mm. yeah so qualifying the leads is important as well mm. and I think how serious and genuine they are okay. so if let's say for example if the valuation is like 900,000 and then they tell you they want to sell at, for example uh, 1.5, 1.8 mil. Of course, then I won't pick yeah, it up. Yeah, cannot. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah, like, it's it will never, it will never close. Yeah. yeah. So you also have to know like when is the, what is the limit. Mm. But is it hard though for you to, to have to turn a client down like that? To be honest, recently I just did that mm. because I felt that it was, uh, it was a little bit unproductive to, to keep on dealing with that case mm. and it was daily like because I think she was very uh, urgent about it as she's, she's also a stay-at-home mom, So then mm. I think she has a lot of more time to go and search the listings and also to, to message me. Mm. So it actually really did affect me quite a bit because it gave me a bit of anxiety. Like, I'm always afraid to see her messages. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, because it's like very long audio messages and sometimes it will have like crying. Oh my wow. god. Yeah, or like oh even god. telling me that she's cursing another, another agent. So... Huh? Yeah, because like the agent Like what kind of curse? Like just scold her behind her back or like actually like black magic? Like, Not like, like curse F, F the kind. No, Bass like, like okay. saying that I will curse this person. Oh my god. Who's the job. Then I'm like, Whoa. oh my god. That's I'm like, really whoa, mean. okay, chill. Then Yo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so because the agent apparently is, is a unit that she wanted to see. But the agent, maybe because it's very hot unit, then mm. it was taken out very fast. So the agent didn't get back to me for one whole day, which I can understand because maybe his phone is bombarded also. Yeah, true. Yeah, and then for her, I think she couldn't see it from that point of view. So she was very upset when she realised the guy said, it's gone. 
And then the financials also don't check out at all because they kept increasing their requests mm. to the point that you really can't move. And I just told them that, I said that, I think it's better if you put it on hold and just uh, continue staying in your flat first because mm. there's no urgency. The only reason why they want to change is because they just want to have a new environment. But if it doesn't make financial sense, then, then there's really no way to do it. Mm. You get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So then I will drop it lah mm. because it's also for my sanity. Like I need that capacity and energy to focus on my more qualified clients. Mm. Yeah. So then on a personal level, right? When whenever you reject a client, no one likes getting rejected. Yeah. No one likes likes knowing that whoever you hired is dropping you as a client. Mm. Right? Yeah. It's, it's a sucky feeling. So mm. most people would retaliate or lash out in some way. How how do you deal with that? I think. I, I kind of like already mentally prepared myself mm. for any backlash or anything. So mm-hmm. thankfully, it was just like um, more cold replies to me. La, like I see. Like mm. K. <laughs> you know, I'm, and then I'm just like, okay, it's, it's harmless. You know, yeah. I, at least now I can, I don't have that anxiety anymore. I, I can see. really like focus on other clients. At least you got a reply. Yeah. <laughs> like it's kind of scary. Like, like have to curse the client to be out just because that she didn't get. Yeah, the one being insane. Yeah, the curse the agent. Yeah, yeah And then I was like, wow, cray, cray, okay. Cray, cray. Yeah. So this I was also a bit worried to continue because it's it's really very yeah, intense. You, you don't know when one day she will turn her sights on you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, she already did. She already did. Like constant call, no. and then she's constantly calling her because she's 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 responsible for her man. Like I have heard some stories before where some sellers, especially okay, I, I mean this is a bit, a bit mean to say, but basically is what I hear all the time. Mm. Stay mm. home moms or even dads, whatever lah. Stay home people, right? Who have a lot of time on their hands, mm. they get very emotionally attached to their agent. Mm. Right And then something Don't go wrong right They call and they complain And they, and they pour out Their whole life story To your own Yes like, <laughs> I, I get like, that like, like, like sometimes It's not just about the work The work becomes a byproduct yeah. and, and they start to share About oh my husband's Not very good to me uh, Oh my kids are Annoying little shits uh, Kind oh of thing dear. Yeah Like so Which circles back to Why I say I have A lot of respect For agents now After working mm. there For so many years Is you guys are not only Doing your job mm. You are doing more mm. Right 10 years ago Where was such thing As agents doing video one That y'all have to present Like some Channel 8 host <laughs> Yeah yeah Right That aside You all still have to To do extra stuff For your seller For your buyer Just to retain this client mm. Uh, mm. When they call you At odd hours of the night Just to mm. pour their Whatever heartbreaks Whatever <laughs> You have to listen mm. It's not like Hey don't call me now nah, be, not. <laughs> MBM really Because I, I will say that To my clients now You know um, But but y'all cannot yeah. Right And just Just very tough law. I feel like I feel like there's those I, I don't know whether is there still that misconception that that used to have to a lot of people like oh agents they are quite free they just only go and view they have a lot of time on their hand that kind of mindset that cause that kind of you know the constant calls from the stay home I, or stay home dads in a way mm. I don't know whether that, that, that contributed as well no I well. think it's just the typical Singapore mindset of if you are my vendor if you are in the line of service you must service me until I'm happy I've heard so much stories, even little little things, right? Like, mm. oh, you're driving today. Uh, can you soon be and drop me here somewhere? Where actually, it's <laughs> not on the way, one. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure you got that before because you know you you mm. drive, ma. Mm. Yeah. So I I've heard all these stories before. It's really whatever kang tao they can. And and that's the thing, I feel that I have to speak up for all these agents because mm. a lot of people take advantage of that. Mm. Just because the agent didn't say no doesn't mean that they are really willing to do it. Some of them yes, but don't go too far lah. Don't don't go to the point that that uh hey, hey, uh can you drop me at Jurong even though you are going to th- mm. going to Tampines that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That one, that two percent commission is not like you know one million dollar commission. <laughs> so you know, at least give them some. No, but sometimes it's not about the value though. It is the value. It's like to them, they are thinking that they are paying that that commission. So you know, basically to be blunt, okay. If you are saying if it's from their point of view, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. If you are a person, right? If you know yeah. how to to be a decent person. It's not so much about how much you are paying that person's commission. Mm-hmm. You should still know at the baseline what are the things you can ask, what are the mm-hmm. things you shouldn't ask. True, mm-hmm. true. It, I mean, as if for normal human being or decent human being, of course we will think that way. Mm. But there is naturally going to be people not from that side of who course think la. that yeah, it's like two, two percent commission. You may you must make sure that you know, uh, you must do everything nice for me. You know, mm. that kind of thing. As though that that two percent commission is like you know. Um, Chinese called taco news <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what that means <laughs> I also have no idea <laughs> Okay okay what But we just laugh only That's okay Very good very good <laughs> What is Chinese? Wow okay Yeah so I think it's from my side already Okay uh, One of the things that I um, We are talking about um, Regarding all these you know, One million dollar property But the one thing that we also shared about was Andrik coming out uh, Not t- talking about the Government's cooling measure previously but to you, right, how does it affect the market? Uh, like, in your point of view, how does it affect the property market as a whole? Let me... Let me uh, the, cooling, yeah, the cooling measures, yeah. Change it a bit. Okay. This is not the first cooling measure we've had in Singapore. Mm. Okay, but what does this most recent one entail? Yeah. In case people still don't know, because I still have friends asking me. So the ABSD-wise, the, the most recent ABSD changes... I mean, sorry, the cooling measures-wise, the most recent one was in 2021, mm. December... So they increased the ABSD additional buyer stamp duty for foreigners la, to 30%, mm. which is 10% increase. Mm. So this is like um, significantly higher. Whereas for Singaporeans and PR, it's just like 3 to 5%. Like you can see a, a significant change, la, like what the government is doing, which is to really restrict too many foreign investors. So they want to cool off the, the market a little bit. In terms of like, let's say HDB, the loan to value it actually uh decreased by five percent from ninety percent to eighty five. Mm. So your down payment just increases just by five percent. It's not very significant actually, but it's just a, a very tiny adjustment to like cool off a little bit. So that I think that's why overall the government really does plan that quite well. Because previously when there was no cooling measures, the market was like crazily volatile. Which was very scary because you can buy a property today and then maybe Shortly after, you can lose like hundreds of thousands, which affects families drastically. Right? You mm. know, it really destroys a family. La. So with these cooling measures, it really does help to make it very a very sustainable growth. Okay, um, this is also partially for personally for my own uh, because I wanted to also ask like, you know, for first-time resale buyers at this current SG market, what are the some of the need-to-know informations uh, for people like us? Firstly, right, have you done your intent to buy? <laughs> uh. Because you're asking for yourself also, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just kidding though. But um, that is a very important step mm. that many buyers that don't hire an agent, for example, they might not know. So intend to buy is something that you have to do seven days before the option to purchase can be granted to you. Mm. And make sure you read out on all the admin stuff, la, like paperwork, timelines, because in the event that it clashes, right, for with your sale, then it's going to be a huge problem. Like just now I did mention mm. Might have to compensate and all Actually you do have grants If you're looking at HDB mm. Actually you're looking at HDB or private HDB Okay so for, for HDB rise right like, like do you know that You can get some grants for 
purchasing. Mm, yeah, I heard of some mm. of the grants. Yeah, so you can get up to about 50k mm. for the first time a family grant. And then also you have up to 80,000 for enhanced housing grants. Mm. But there's a, there's a ceiling on that, your income. So maximum 9,000. Then also you can th- get up to 30k for a proximity grant. Mm. 20 to 30k. Mm. So 20k is if it's within 4km for your parents. 30k is when you stay with your parents. Mm. How about the loan portion like HDB and bank loan? Since you also brought it up inside. Okay, so for this also, like, with purchase, right, it's also very important to get a very accurate sensing on your financials. Like, you should do a home loan eligibility as well. Mm. So this is when you want to do your intent to buy, you also have to do the HLE. Then for, let's say, people who have already purchased HDB twice, they cannot use a HLE anymore. Mm. They have to use bank loan. So they have to do a... IPA in principle approval. Mm. I think we've come to the end of the podcast. We we we, we have basically grilled Mel for like <laughs> <laughs> almost an hour now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure we we actually have a lot more to talk about, and mm. I'm sure we 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 actually have more questions to ask. We probably we probably don't have any more now because I think we're all exhausted also. <laughs> <laughs> because this, this this episode today really has been quite productive, at, mm. at least for us. Uh, I I hope it's very it's very productive and educational for you guys listening as well. Mm. If you guys like this episode today and you have your own questions feel free to send it in to us into our Instagram page yeah then m- maybe we'll get Mo back or we'll get somebody else also mm-hmm. just to hear a different point of view mm-hmm. yeah so uh, we'll, we'll just close now we thank everyone up to this point if you're still listening we thank you for staying with us all our content can be found on Spotify YouTube we thank you for listening uh, and, and tuning in to podcast we haven't been super active this year because we have all been really busy. really busy yeah we hope to bring you some good news soon but I don't want to say anything now until it's all confirmed no spoilers uh, yeah <laughs> but other than that we look forward to giving you our next episode bye everyone bye 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 thank you Mo thank you bye bye